0: Hello and welcome to the Simply Business interview podcast and I'm your host John Jennings. You know I I believe that uh, most business owners are working way too hard for much too little and one of the issues is that we overcomplexify things and so I, I believe the answer is almost always within us or within our reach. I like to say it I'm a simple man with simple ideas uh, so welcome to Simply Business and today I am joined by Abby Fish who is the founder of swim like a fish. So Abby, uh, obviously, I'm very curious about the name and the business and everything. But uh, first, uh, thank you for being here. And uh, just kick us off with a little background about who you are and, and what you do.
1: Yeah, so um, to a lot of people, they've always asked me the question, is this my real name? And the answer is yes, that's my real name is Abby Fish, um, legally Abigail, but uh, all my life, I grew up swimming. Uh, swimming is super familiar to me. I swim in college. And so my business, Swim Like a Fish, has to do with competitive swimming. Uh, and I kind of bridge the gap between uh, the technology boom that we've had with Zoom and virtual coaching and stuff through COVID um, and merge that with the thing I love most, which is the sport of swimming. So now I run a virtual swim coaching business. And I figured the the best way to name it would to be
0: Hunting it off my real name. That's why it's called Swim Like a Fish. Well, that's that's awesome. So you already kind of gave us a, a clue into the first question I usually ask is what inspired you to start your business? It, it's obviously a passion and uh, sprung out of COVID, but tell us a little bit more about the, the creative aspect of coming up with this idea.
1: Yeah, so I really like um, social media and the connection point that that can create between people, no matter where you are in the world. And so where I started with all of this was blogging and then posting to Instagram and different um, platforms. And I just realized, well, why don't I use this in a way for education? And that was kind of like the birthplace of my um, company. And so it it's a passion for sure. But then it turned into like, oh, I could probably make this a real thing. And it's kind of merged into that now.
0: Yeah. So what was that like when you came to that realization that, wow, I can actually make money off of something I love to do? Because I think that's the ultimate dream of a lot of entrepreneurs.
1: Yeah, I think it still feels like fairly crazy because, I mean, as an entrepreneur and someone, you know, in a very niche business, like competitive swimming is not that popular, you know, it's not, there's not a ton of money in it, it's, it's very, it's own entity, but people that are in this, like, realm and world love it, so if you do really well in it, you can be successful, and so I still think I'm kind of always in that grinding mentality where you know you're working towards the next thing that you don't always like big picture step out and kind of look in. Um, but when I really, you know, take a moment and say, "Hey, like you've created this," I'm just like, "Really? <laughs> Did I like it?" It's surprising but exciting, and just um, you know, it's it's taken quite a while to create some momentum. Um, but now that we have the momentum and we have something stable. Um, I went full-blown into this a year and a half ago and it's been like my only job and it's been really exciting.
0: That's really cool. Uh, I, I'm i an old, uh, I'm a Big Bang Theory fan and I, I'm sure you know there there was an episode where Sheldon, uh, they were teasing him about him learning to swim online and, mm-hmm. and and I thought of that episode when I heard what you did. I went, I guess you really can learn how to swim online. Uh,
1: it's pretty, it's pretty wild. Yeah. The internet can do a lot of things.
0: That's, that's funny. And, and actually I have a client who's a, uh, a golf, uh physical therapist. And so he, he teaches people how to stretch properly and stuff like that. And he does all that online. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's so many things you can do. He just does It's not something that would naturally maybe come, come to mind. Um, yeah. So yeah. So as a business owner, what's uh, what's been the biggest surprise, especially in this last year and a half when you've gone all in, what, what's been the biggest surprise of being a business owner?
1: Uh, I think this past year for me has been a lot more management. We've hired a lot more people to our team. And so my day-to-day responsibilities have shifted quite a bit to helping other people achieve tasks and goals and stuff like that. Um, so, I like managing, but I had a feeling I wouldn't love managing. And that's kind of where we're sitting uh, in that camp. Um, But it's, you know, at the end of the day, it's a good thing to be increasing the team and have more hands. That means we're getting more done. Um, But I almost have to be like more organized to be able to be, you know, accessible to anyone for whatever questions they have or help that they need and stuff like that. So learning how to be a good and effective manager and also a great communicator. Our skills.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Very key skills. And don't uh and, and it's you know probably one of those biggest uh hurdles going from that solopreneur to uh business leader that, that really yeah. Does. so I, how big is your team?
1: Uh we have twelve.
0: Oh, wow. very and, and are are most of them doing online training? Is that that what most of them are? Doing um
1: we've most? got a good mix. So I run in house marketing. Um, like I created our own little team instead of just going with with an agency so there's a good handful of people that are in some sort of realm of marketing for us and then yeah we have coaches that are coaching different clients through uh different things but those are mainly the two pockets so we've got some admin marketing stuff and then we've got coaches cool
0: and as your ideal client is that uh you say competitive swimming but is that at every level high school college you know uh-
1: yeah, we, like, I literally just got off a phone call with, um, a client, new client and her mom, um, she's eight. Okay. So she's like oh, wow. starting to do coaching and she's quite young, super articulate. Um, and obviously like the parent is heavily involved in this dynamic, um, to make sure that everything can get done and it's, you know, tracked and all of that too on their side of things. But, uh, yeah, we have really, really young clients. And then we also have adults that are still swimming, maybe competitively, but, um, you know, it it does depend on the goals. Like some people are are in the pool and they're really trying to push it, but then other people are in the pool for fitness side of things and they want to have better technique and be more efficient that way. And so we can still service that population, but probably more so my bread and butter is for someone who's like, here are my times. These are the times I want to go. And like, can you help me get there kind of thing?
0: Yeah, very cool. So you're in a niche market. And are you the only person doing this? You, do you have competitors or are you literally out in front leading, uh, leading the way?
1: I would say there's more people that, cause I started before COVID and so I was like co-owning a different sports performance company before I started my own. So I started doing a zoom call and webinars before it really was like common kind of common knowledge that that existed um, right. so I will say I'm probably in the front of just from the length of time that I've been doing this. Um, but as far as like a direct competitor, there's people that are competitors in different ways, but I wouldn't say like every business model, especially from like a digital kind of e-commerce website, no one's totally structured the same way as we are. That's cool. So it plays to our advantage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So you're, you're like, uh, if I was watching you, you know, put this in, in the pool, you're like that red line, you know, that goes with the lead swimmer, you know, the <laughs> yeah. world record line, you're out, <laughs> you're out yeah. leading the, the pace. That's uh, yeah. as
1: far, as far as I know, I think I'm the only person who's doing swim lessons through FaceTime. So it's like, I mean, I remember when someone said that to me, I was kind of like, you're doing a swim lesson through FaceTime, like, and you can do that. And they were like, yeah, you can. So now it's up on the website and we have that capability for someone to buy lessons and have I swim lesson conducted totally through FaceTime or Zoom. Cool.
0: So, what's the uh, what's the next uh, big thing you think is coming for you? If you're gonna look at say a year out and try to predict what's what's going to be the next big change?
1: Yeah. So, I feel like with the the digital stuff. So, I started as a membership site owner. I was doing that for a while, kind of drip content that style. Um, and then I went into some evergreen. So, I created some digital products that just sit. Um, and we market them and they're, you know, we kind of keep them fresh, but, um, they're there for good. And so I've, I've shifted kind of the business style and model, um, to kind of just throw darts at the wall and see like what sticks the best. Um, and so after we finished a lot of this evergreen stuff, that was our goal through 2023. Um, our goal for 2024 is to basically take a lot of the videos and stuff that we have, Uh, figure out a platform put them on uh, trying to finally get those up for sale Uh, because a lot of people like the underwater work that we've done Um, but it's like one project to the next project to the next one so this is like the next big monkey that we have in front of us
0: yeah yeah awesome so you when we first got on we're chatting a little bit you 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 were talking about the uh, you know the the pros and cons of being a business owner, you know, you, and and one is, you know, you have some freedom and then the other is, well, you (laughs) you have a lot of freedom. Uh, that balance, uh, is, is difficult. How do you, how do you find, uh, balance in your day and your week? What, what do you do to keep life, uh, not too, too, uh, slanted one way or the other?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely more of like a type A kind of person. So like going through college, you know, I trained for swimming, so I always had a schedule and I followed that schedule. And so having more flexibility is a good thing, but then can also be sometimes it's too flexible for me. So I I create some rigidity still within how I approach my days, like what time I go to the gym, like meal prepping, different things that keeps me kind of going, because um, I do find that every day, what I'm actually physically doing is different day to day, like there isn't like a nine to five structured thing with a lunch break, um, it just varies. And I like the variability, but I within the variability, I have to create some just kind of standard lines of like, this is when this happens, this is when this happens. And then I um, can kind of in between four hours, you know, structure those four hours, however I need to. Um, so I've gotten better at pivoting. I've gotten better at kind of adjusting to what needs to get done. Um, but that wasn't something I was really good at at the beginning.
0: So it sounds like you've, uh, learned a little bit about setting boundaries too.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm definitely the type of person that works a lot. Like I enjoy my work a lot. And so a lot of times that's my excuse is like, okay, well I need to just get get this done, but there are moments where I've had to really kind of step back and be like, you know, you don't get to that email until tomorrow. It's going to be okay. (laughs) So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Learning, learning to, uh, find that healthy space is important. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, just because you're talking about your competitive side a little bit, uh, what was your biggest, what's your biggest individual in the pool achievement?
1: Um, I was sixth one year, uh, in the nation in 200 fly.
0: Nice, very good.
1: And we won nationals quite a few times in college.
0: Yeah, you were at University of Georgia, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yep,
1: good school,
0: (laughs) good conference.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we were pretty good when I was there. They're still pretty good now, but it's kind of the dial kind of moves around within like the top eight teams about who's kind of on top, and it it shifts through the decades. But um, yeah, I was lucky to be around couple NCAA, you know, team champions, um, actual physical, we won the NCAAs. Um, and then I tried out for the Olympics a couple of times as well. I didn't make it, but that was like the, the pinnacle goal for me personally.
0: Yeah. Just the fact that you could have possibly, I mean, that's, (laughs) that's, that's pretty amazing.
1: Thank you.
0: So, uh, tell me, uh, back on the business side, a couple of final questions. One is, uh, can you, can you share a challenge uh, that that caught you off guard and how you how you overcame it? You know, Being a business owner, you're always something. So share share one or two challenges that you had to deal with.
1: Yeah. 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 So I well, one of the things with me is I don't have my own facility. So something that I always have to do is have contracts and different agreements to go use pools uh, to be able to get, you know, film content. Have lessons, run camps, et cetera. So it's not just like, you know, I can go in my backyard and kind of manage it through there. Um, There's a digital side, but then the digital side's only fed with a physical side. Um, so I had to find a new pool in Louisville um, about a year ago and just going in and negotiating and getting the contracts and all the insurance and stuff um, kind of put together was a little bit more than I expected it to be. Um, I ended up getting what I needed to a couple months later, but it took quite a process to work with the, the city and just have things go through <laughs> at the rate that they go through uh, right. to get things done. And yeah, so I learned a lot about patience with that um, <laughs> and that it would be nice to have my own facility, but at the same time, if I had that, there would also be a lot more to do. And I don't think I have that in my capacity at the moment to run something and run
0: this right. Very good. Uh, yeah, red tape and government. You, you know. <laughs> is a,
1: yeah, yeah. Took quite a while.
0: It, it's kind of the opposite of speed, which is what you're about. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's interesting. Uh, so, just final question: what What advice would you give to an aspiring entrepreneur? You know, somebody who's maybe thinking about or have recently started uh, their business. What What advice would you share with them?
1: Uh, probably twofold. I think because I was so intensely driven for the first few years, I do think that that helped me jump to just this um, quickly. But at the same time, I wouldn't recommend kind of that lifestyle and stuff for the grinding three years that I had to the solo stuff. So I I'm a big fan of like, if you're doing something and you're not quite sure whether it's going to become your full-time job, maybe you have aspirations that you like it to become your full-time job. It is always nice to have something else as a consistent income stream to help you build and grow and give you some flexibility as you're working through um, your footing with a new uh, job. Because my the other side of that coin, the other um, other two part of the twofold piece is. I used to always give people advice, obviously, from my viewpoint, which is I like variability. I like instability. I like taking risks. And I've really realized the more I've maneuvered through the world that not everyone loves that. Um, So it's like a certain type of personality of a business owner, right? Like that you want to be a solo business owner. Um, So I don't want to push people into doing something, but if they've already taken the leap, you know, beef it out with something else that you can do. Um, but if you're like really thinking about it, you're not sure you got to assess your risk and how much you like risk and how much you're okay with that. and Almost how much more responsibility you have too. um, because things are never really consistent when you're doing a solo thing, it can shift and change in a day. Um, and you've got to be able to adapt to it. And sometimes that can be quite hard if you have a bunch of kids and, you know, people relying on you.
0: Sure. Well, that's great. Great advice. And, uh, I hope, uh, hope those that are listening, uh, have have learned something. Uh, and uh, you, yeah, you have a fascinating business. I, I couldn't, couldn't <laughs> wait to hear more about it. I, I I've been into the digital side of things for a long time and just always fascinating when people find new and interesting ways of using it. Uh, so if, if people want to get in contact with you, maybe, uh, maybe they've got a, 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 a aspiring uh, swimmer in their family or something, how would they okay. uh, get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so if you've got a swimmer connection to a triathlete, um, or you are a triathlete too, uh, our website is swimlikeafish.org. Um, there's a bunch of free blogs and videos and things uh, all around swimming stroke technique on how to get faster. Uh, and then we are on every sort of social media <laughs> platform that there is out there. Um, Facebook, our, our tag name is at Fish Swim Faster, and then at Instagram, it's um, at uh, the and then A is an Abby Fish and then the number one um, for my profile there as well.
0: Fish swim faster. That's uh, that's a good uh, phrase to end on. So to everyone watching, listening, uh, I hope uh, hope you enjoyed this and I look forward to seeing you next time. Thank you.